0: It's another busy day, time to take a break, grab a cuppa, I'll meet you in the tea room. From the Medical Republic, I'm Wendy John, this is The Tea Room. Pain, pain, go away, come again another day. If only chronic pain management could be this simple, but we know that it's far from simple. It should come then as no surprise that how people experience pain is also complex. Let's take that one step further and suggest that maybe the way people experience and perceive pain is influenced by their culture and spirituality, because that's what research by Dr. Mansi Murthy-Matinti is showing. Dr. Matinti is a medical-trained pain specialist at the Pain Management Research Institute at the Royal North Shore Hospital. She studied at Harvard and West Virginia University in the States, and now also lectures at the University of Sydney. Dr. Matinti's research explores the intricate role that psychological and social factors have on chronic pain, and most recently led research with and for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in South Australia. So what does all of this mean about using conventional pain management scales? Well, let's find out. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Matinti.
1: Hi, good morning. Looking forward to talking about Culture Perspective today. Thanks, Mindy. That's great. Uh, Where are you calling in from today, Dr. Matinti? I'm calling in from Adelaide, South Australia, and so I would like to start by acknowledging and paying my respect to the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we are meeting upon here today. And I pay my respects to those who have cared and continue to care for the country.
0: And I pay my respects to... The elders, past, present and emerging of Gadigal land, where I'm dialing in from, unseated. Could you tell us
1: briefly about your research in South Australia? What did you discover? So the research that I'm doing in South Australia is looking at experience of pain from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community perspective. Uh, I will very respectfully refer to the community as Indigenous Australian people from here yep. on. The idea is to look at how culture influences our individual experience of pain. And I think um, we all recognize that culture is an important factor which formulates our basic beliefs, uh, our perceptions, our emotions, how we cope, how we react to the environment. So I think it plays a very important part in how we process pain, but also how we think about pain and how that affects our journeys of coping with pain.
0: Yeah. So, And what did you discover were some of the perceptions and experience of of pain for the Indigenous people that you did research with?
1: So we had very interesting findings. Interestingly, we found some commonalities between Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities, like desire to be pain-free. But we also identified key differences, and these stand out for us because they kind of give us a glimpse into what can be done to improve pain management in this community. Uh, So one of the key differences that we found is spiritual connection to pain via via, via their history of grief and loss. The other point that came out was experiencing pain as a result of harm caused by others. And in context, I think it's important to understand that when someone has an injury and when they're seen in a clinical environment, injuries are often managed as an acute event. But if you are seeing an Indigenous Australian person, then I think it's very important to understand that they're being injured or being in pain is a chronic occurrence. So that kind of is really important finding from this research. But we also realize that there's a lot more early childhood exposure to pain within the family and community, and thereby also exposure to experiences with pain management or opioids and drug addiction. So these key factors have come out from this research. I think it's also important to acknowledge
0: that you're working with a particular community in South Australia, and that that may not necessarily be representative of of every Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person's experience, but that the, the general findings can help inform a better way of thinking about pain across cultures.
1: Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't agree more with that, because this is a niche study that was done in South Australia. It kind of opens up the platform to explore this research in other communities and in other states within Australia, definitely.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about the spiritual context of the experience of pain? Because it's something that we don't generally. It's not a place we generally go to in Western medicine, but there's there's an, there's an opportunity for us to really expand our understanding through the research that you've done.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's a very unique angle that has come about from this research. And I think it comes also from a place of the community being experiencing intergenerational trauma and dealing with generation of loss and generations of harm. So I think there is a connection or there is a mingling between their loss and grief and trying to figure out what this pain is means for me now why is it showing up in my life at this moment and a lot of our study participants reflected on that and said that yes I experience pain in my physical being but when I have pain I know for sure that I need to work out what are my demons what is what are the emotional connections here that I need to first figure out and that has been very unique finding for me
0: I saw you speak at the Australian Rheumatology Association scientific meeting a couple of weeks ago and you spoke about the incredible strength and resilience of the people who you interviewed and that you were inspired by that personally. Could you speak a little bit about that?
1: Yes, uh, I think in the conference I alluded to the fact that I was aware of the history and I was aware of this research never been done. So we were prepared for understanding it from a research point of view, but I think it's much more than that. When we did the study, it was the stories that I was privileged to listen into and discuss with my fellow participants. It enlightened me because I was able to see that day in and day out, there were so many challenges. Uh, To give you a context, there's often a comment that indigenous people do not report as much pain but I think my reflection, and this is a personal point of view, but was that they were dealing with so many challenges that pain kind of did not come on top list to be addressed for that day, that week or that month. And I saw immense resilience of figuring out other ways to help themselves with dealing with their pain rather than focusing on to it and just moving on and doing the next thing that was required it was very inspiring for me.
0: What are some of the traditional approaches that can be useful in pain management that were suggested by the communities that you worked with?
1: Surprisingly, these were techniques that we probably also use, like yarning, which is basically visiting their elders and having a talk with them or sharing uh, what they're going through life and basically seeking advice and just having a very heart-to-heart chat and asking you know, their reflections from their life. What were they doing? How did they process it? Which I think all of us do in some form or way. But they were also keen on looking at how to distract, how I can distract myself, whether I do my household work or I get engaged with my kids or help out in the community and not put too much time or focus on pain. And in your
0: experience, are these for example, yarning or connecting with the elders in your own community and distraction, are they generally recommended as pain management strategies in Western medicine?
1: This, that's a really interesting question. So now in pain, we do emphasize on a biopsychosocial management and within that framework, these are some of the strategies that have been for a couple of decades, I would say, been promoted to be included in pain management. So not just focusing on how we can treat pain with uh, medications, but also incorporating other changes, lifestyle changes and psychosocial changes, which can support with better processing of pain and better management of it. Uh, Having said that, I think there is also this kind of connection between trying to use or trying to Connect with the community more, going back to the nature and the land more in indigenous communities, which I think is also is missing in in Western medicine if we look at it.
0: What are the implications for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people?
1: I think as you very rightfully alluded, that this is just one state that we have done this research and there's a lot more scope to understand beyond south australia but i think i do believe that sharing of their experiences and especially pain experiences has allowed for better assessment of their pain and thereby you know providing them with a more uh, holistic approach to manage their pain and culture came out as a strong predictor of how they process their pain. And I think it's an important information which should not be overlooked. Culture needs to be addressed in, you know, the whole process of assessment and management and pain for these communities. But also, I think inclusion of traditional methods, healing methods is really important here. So for a GP who
0: is not an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person, what advice might you have for
1: them? I think for any clinicians, including GPs, I think it would be really important to have a cultural acutelarization process, get to know the culture a little bit, but also recognizing that, and I, I spoke to this in my presentation, was that a lot of scales or most of scales that we use in clinically or in research have never been adapted for indigenous communities. And so just awareness of this fact is also going to help clinicians in their practice that the questions we pose to them do not relate or do not reflect their lived experiences so the responses that one gets needs to be interpreted or it opens up the window to ask more follow-up questions and also listening i think keeping your approach open-ended and active listening and welcome more broad Conversations, then just honing into the presentations and just uh, doing clinical assessment uh, would not be very useful in this. Yeah,
0: and developing capability in creating a culturally safe space for yes. someone to come in and 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 engage at a deeper level.
1: Yes, or, or
0: not a deeper level, a more holistic level. So it, it appears to me that the. I think you said there were three pain scales that are generally used in con- conventional medicine and and that those pain scales aren't, they're not really hitting the mark for the people that you worked with in, on the research.
1: Yes, yeah, so we, we used three scales, which were brief pain inventory, Megill pain questionnaire, and then we used a very simplistic numerical rating scale. All these scales are at different level of complexity. So the reason behind that was not to, validate these scales, but simply understand does the scale uh, comprehension easy for our participants? Did they require any help to complete the scales? And lastly, we were also interested to understand if the scale captured their pain experience. And so surprisingly, um, both Brief Pain Inventory and McGill Pain Questionnaire did require some help to complete but none of the scales, now numerical rating scale is a very simple scale from 0 to 10. And even that scale was rated as it did not capture their pain experience, primarily because it did not reflect the kind of experience they were having with pain. So it didn't, it, it puts a number to their pain, whereas that's difficult because they do not visualize pain as a numerical number.
0: It's a really good representation of a real, you know, colonisation approach. Here, we'll put a an Anglo pain scale, and and then oh, okay, expect that someone from another culture will be able to relate to this pain scale. It's and it's mm-hmm. just not really at all respecting or understanding the fullness of what the pain experience is for the people that you worked with.
1: Yes, absolutely. No, you captured it really well. We, I mean. I think it's an oversight that you know we have never put thought into the fact that a lot of culturally different patients that are seen in clinics, do they actually comprehend the scale? Does it mean anything to the questions? Do they are, are What we are asking, does it mean or relate to them? It's a very important and overlooked area.
0: And I think there's a possibility for our understanding of pain, experience of pain, manifestation, management of pain can be really broadened. You've also done work in West Virginia University in the States, working with and for the Appalachian community, the First Nations community there. And you've also worked with people in India in research. Was there any crossover between what you found in Australia and what you found was true for the Appalachian community and groups in India?
1: Yeah, I I do think that this... um... One of the commonalities that I feel between these study groups is their connection of pain to spirituality. Looking deeper at why this meaning, having a deeper conversation within and looking inside at why this is presenting at this point in time in my life. What is it trying to teach me is an important question that these participants tend to follow. A more Western approach is look at the symptoms and start looking at the causation of it. Whereas in these culturally diverse populations, one of the key things that I find is they try and look at emotions. They try to look at their spiritual healing. What can I change within myself to have a better manifestation? Uh, and that has been a constant, I think, similarity. I've, it's very interesting to look back and connect this dot between three very diverse groups of people with different experiences
0: what can westerners learn from all of this
1: i think you captured it really well in your first question to me was the immense amount of resilience in the community is remarkable and something that we can all learn from i mean we spoke a little bit about how they use distraction to manage their pain But really, in research, we do see that pain catastrophizing, which is having more negative thoughts associated with your experience of pain, has been identified time and again as an important risk factor for poor outcomes. And so on the other hand, we are seeing Indigenous communities who do not focus on their pain, uh, who move on and do other things in life or take on another task that requires their attention, putting pain at the back burner, and are coping with it. So I think these are important parallels to compare. You also mentioned that there was for some participants
0: a reluctance to take pain medication for concerns and fears around an addiction. That will have implications for general practitioners as
1: well. Yes, I agree with that. I think the fact that a lot of my study participants shared that they had observed at least one family member uh, use pain medications, which necessarily did not support their healing or recovery. Right. So I think it comes from that observation that, oh, it did not help them or it did not really change their pain. Uh, And that has somehow, you know, um, created a emotion that, okay, I don't want to go down this path until it's absolutely essential. I'm going to try other things. So one of the one of the I think uh, important point that comes out is looking at how you can manage it without pain medications at the start if you're seeing them in clinics and then slowly progressing towards uh, medications. But also having a conversation around how we can then taper it off so you don't have to be on the medications forever. Assuring, giving them that assurance, talking about tapering of that medication and vocalizing or emphasizing that you will be there to help them to come off those medications. And then making sure that you are. Yes, and then making sure you are. So I think these are important observations here, important things to be mindful of.
0: Yeah. Could you just give us a quick summary? I mean, you you, uh, do research and work clinically at the Pain Management Research Institute, Royal North Shore Hospital. In a quick summary, how effective is drug treatment for chronic pain management? Or is that just a really complicated question?
1: It is a very complicated take. It does work well within reasons, but more and more research does show us that we need to take a more biopsychosocial approach of managing pain. Having said that, there is another line of research that's been emerging, which shows that in acute presentations, pain medications are wonderful and very important and essential and I, I don't have authority on that, that aspect of research to talk to it, but it is very much a person, person-centred approach. It depends on the individual patient you are seeing. One-size-fits-all approach doesn't work for pain.
0: Maybe we talk a bit about the elephant in the room and that neither of us are First Nations people, and mm-hmm. we're talking about this research that has been with and for a number of people who are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. What are the sensitivities, what are the learnings that are important for us when we are looking at this kind of research?
1: I think the very fact to be aware that we, we want to listen in more than tell them. We are learners in this area which has not been rigorously researched and so there will be lot more findings and i look at my research as a stepping stone to you know initiating work in that area uh, but also recognizing that there's lot more to be learned and this is at a very very basic scale uh, so not in any sense trying to push my understanding of the little bit of experience as the bible of how to go about in this area so i think that's very important
0: and yes. it occurs to me that your research is uh, is as much for non indigenous people to learn from as it is for finding out better ways to support aboriginal and torres strait islander people having chronic pain that we have in expanding the understanding of how can we all work with chronic pain more effectively
1: absolutely and i think one of the important principle that i work with in my own area is unless we have all the voices and all the experiences on the table we are really never we are always going to be a step behind from having better pain management so it's really critical that we have every experience on the table, and we look at it from a scientific perspective, but also recognising that pain is an emotional and a biological experience, so recognising that there are layers to it. And sometimes one weighs more than the other, and so the approach needs to be accommodated as per the patient that you're seeing.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the research. Was it difficult getting funding for Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Health Studies?
1: It is difficult to get funding primarily because we have very limited research done in this area.
0: But there's also sometimes a conversation around the applicability of it to a broader audience. Therefore, should that funding be going in that direction?
1: Yes. So I have had these experiences with trying to publish uh, Indigenous researches or it's not applicable to broader community. And I totally disagree with that. Uh, Like I said, it's until we understand experience of pain from all aspects or all communities, it's really difficult to then promote or improvise on the existing pain management that we have. Dr. Matinti, is there anything that you would like to say in wrapping up? I would just like to say that think about amalgamation of culture and community in the measures, uh, and management of pain just be mindful of that having this information is really powerful and we all can benefit of it in so many different ways so take it on make it yours and get back to us if you have any suggestion or if you would like to work with us on these projects have an interesting proposal for us to look at or can help us secure funding please get in touch thanks very much for joining us dr matinti Thank you, Wendy, for this opportunity to discuss my research. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think it's really important for us to hear it. Thank you.
0: That was Dr. Matinti from the Pain Management Research Institute at the Royal North Shore Hospital. I'm Wendy John. Thanks for joining me in the Tea Room. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can search for us on your favourite podcast player and subscribe. Leave us a review if you like. If you have any news tips or want to chat, you can email me at, wendy at medicalrepublic.com.au. The Tea Room is a production from the journalists at the Medical Republic. Visit us at medicalrepublic.com.au to keep up to date with all the latest news and views in general practice. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. We love to keep you informed. Thanks for tuning in.